Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccemmet.org. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn to Philippians chapter 3 this morning, joyfully forgetting. You know, anybody who comes to you and tells you that you're saved by Jesus and is selling you a load of poo. We, we talked about that last time, right? Remember he says, count it, but dung. It's, 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 it's hogwash. It's a lie. And so Paul says that these guys are enemies of the cross of Christ. And they may be the nicest people you ever met. They're good people. But they're not ransomed. You see, that, it doesn't matter. I mean, you could have somebody who, who is a Christian. I love C.S. Lewis described this in one of his books. I can't remember what it was, but he said you could have somebody who just lived a very wretched life and they get saved and they're accepted before God, even though they're much more wretched than maybe a nobleman or somebody who is, who is civilized or, or cultured and, and, and they're not saved. And even though they may act nicer than this person over here, this one is saved and that one is not. It doesn't have anything to do with how good we are. In fact, there are people who are not really great people yet in terms of human standards who are saved because they put their trust in Jesus Christ and He's doing a work of sanctification on their life. Little at a time, right? Not all at once. I mean, maybe He does it faster with others than, than, than others, but... But, but it doesn't matter how, how much you've done or how much you've worked or how, how hard you've tried or how good you seem to appear before everyone else. If you're not saved, you're not saved. And if you are saved, you are saved. No matter how good of an example you are. You know, it was interesting. Vishnu Mangalati, he's an Indian Christian did something with his students that I thought was classic because I think we have a hard time. You know, you're, you're saying, okay, so somebody could live a really good life and they could, they could give money away and they could help the poor and they could go to India and they could suffer and, and, and wash people's feet and, 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 and feed the poor. And that, you're saying that person's not saved if they haven't surrendered to Jesus and yet somebody who, you know, used to be a drug addict and almost died because of a needle, so they go into a rehab center and they accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and they're still a mess, but they, they've, they've surrendered their life to Jesus. That person's saved and this other person who sacrificed their entire life is not saved? How is that possible? Well, how is it possible that, that I can just say that I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and that he was buried and he rose from the grave and now I'm saved and somebody else who doesn't say those words and doesn't have that belief is not saved? Information is a powerful thing. Information can save your life, can it not? If you've never seen train tracks in your life, and you decide, look, a straight path to follow, and you walk down that and you, you see, oh, look, a tunnel, and it goes right through the tunnel, right through the mountain. I have to climb the mountain. I can just go through this tunnel. Oh, look, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Boom. 
Information, lack of information, killed me. But anyway, Vishnu Mangalati, I'm getting sidetracked, he, he held out to his students two eggs. And he said, what are these students? What are these I'm showing you? And they said, they're eggs. And he says, what's the difference between them? And they said, one's cooked. He's like, nope, neither of them are cooked. They're both new eggs from chickens. And he says, what's the difference? And they said, we don't know. And they inspected them. They couldn't find a difference. And then he says, here's the thing. If I put these both under an incubator, one of these will turn into a chicken. One of them will not. It will remain an egg. What's the difference? And one of his students said, it's been fertilized. He says, yeah, what does that mean? And finally, one of the students who, who got it, he said, that egg has more information. It's simply by the DNA information in that egg that will turn it into a chicken where this one will remain simply an egg. And so too by the information of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. When we receive the information, something is born inside. We are transformed into a new creation. And God puts his spirit and his life in us. Simply by believing. It seems unlikely, but it actually makes sense. To have that information will save your life, will transform you into something else. And it has nothing to do with how good you've been or how bad you've been. It has everything to do with somebody paid my ransom and I have received him. As it says in 1 John, as many as, we, or excuse me, John chapter 1, as many, as many as receive him, he gave them the right to be called the children of God. It, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Jesus and your trust in him alone. Verse 20, he says, for our citizenship is in heaven. When we're thinking about the prize, when we're thinking about our life, when we're thinking about where we're going and what this is all about, you have to understand that, that Philippi was a colony city. And it was a colony city. I, I was reading the history of Philippi the other day. It was interesting. I guess the Roman Empire started there in Macedonia around the city of Philippi at a battle where the Romans won and it started the Roman Empire, and they colonized that city as a colony city of Rome. It was the first colony city of Rome. And to be born in Philippi meant that you were a citizen of Rome. And to have citizenship in Rome meant great privilege. But he tells these citizens of Rome, he says, hey, our citizenship is not here. It is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. That is where we're headed. That is what we, we are, are looking towards. That is where our, our, our minds are set on. And from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are, we're, we're eagerly waiting. The idea is your neck outstretched. Peering, waiting for Jesus to come. You know, that you bring some memory of that song. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. You know, like looking around the mountain. Is he coming? We're looking in the clouds. Is Jesus coming? We're eagerly. Are you eagerly waiting for Jesus to come back? We're eagerly waiting for him to come back from heaven where our citizenship is. And then notice this. Who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. 
according to the working by which he's able to subdue all things to himself. <sighs> you only know that you have a lowly body if you're over 25. And at that point, oh, I read this the other day. If, if you can't get off the couch without making a noise and need a cup of coffee to get up in the morning, you're old. I'm like, guilty. That's me. I'm officially old. He's going to transform this wretched, this lowly body that you're in. It's funny that we live for this. Like, okay, well, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take care of this. I'm starting to look old. I'm going to put some wrinkle cream on my face and I'm going to try to patch up this tent that is fading away. And then as we get older and we're kind of like, okay, none of the creams worked. <laughs> Might have bought me a few years, but it's inevitable. I, I love to see an old guy in the grocery store with sweats on, you know, half of them up here and the other half kind of down there. And he's just kind of hobbling along. He doesn't care what he looks like. You know, those are the true radicals in our society. The true people who are like, I don't care what anybody thinks. It's 80-year-olds. They're like, I don't care. Uh, you know, that's a true rebel, you know. I'm not going to put my pants all the way up. I'm going to, you know, amazing. But we we're, we're, we're remember that our, our citizenship isn't here. That we're in a tent now. But we have a mansion waiting for us. That we have a new glorious body. That this mortal is going to put on immortality. That this corruption is going to put on incorruption. It, it, like Paul was describing in 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where he talks about, you know, we groan and we ache and we, we want to be clothed in something new. And Jesus is going to come from heaven and he's going to transform you in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye. You're going to be transformed into something amazing. And we look at our life and we look at everything that we live for and we realize that there is nothing here that is going to be eternal except for Jesus and our relationship with Him. And, and we have to ask ourselves, do I have my eye on the prize or am I trying to live for my own stuff? Am I looking, eagerly waiting for Jesus to come from heaven or am I focused on what's down here, setting my mind on earthly things? And Jesus would say, look up here. Look up here, I have an eternal reward for you, an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Just keep your focus on me. And let me work out my will and my plan in your life so that you might live a blessed life, that you might have that same joy, that you might be able to say, I'm forgetting the things that are behind. And I'm just moving forward into what God wants for my life so that I don't waste my life. Amen? Let's pray. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.